Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast on this Tuesday, the 10th of January, 2023. Darren Mitchell here, host of the show. So great to have you join me for episode number two of the podcast in 2023. Looking forward to adding even more value to you in your quest to become an exceptional sales leader this year. And uh, of course, if I can help you in any way, love to have a conversation with you. So you know the drill if you've been listening for a while. Just simply go to leadwithdarren.com and we'll have a conversation and love to have a chat to see how I may be able to assist you in your quest to become just that, an exceptional sales leader. Also, how I might be able to help your team become exceptional in what they do in 2023 as well. So very much look forward to having that conversation. So in today's podcast, uh, I want to talk about environment and environment is a very, very uh, it's a very, very powerful word, and it's a it's a, a word that I think not enough sales leaders spend enough time focusing on and getting really intentional about. Now, a lot of sales leaders will talk about, oh, I've got this fantastic environment, or I've got a high-performing environment, or an empowering environment, but when you ask the question and delve a little bit deeper, they really can't give you any specific information or insights into into what they think creates that environment, or why that environment is is such. And case in point, I was having a conversation with a with a fabulous colleague today who was sharing with me that uh, in their organization, there's been some changes and their sales director has decided to fly the coop and go into a different organization. And they were just reflecting on the environment that sales director had created. And there was a disconnect between the environment that the sales director thought they had created and the environment that the sales team believed they were in as a result of that sales director and the approach that they had. And uh, suffice to say, I won't go into the intimate detail, I certainly won't reveal the, the identity of the people involved, but uh, we talk a lot about old school mentalities and some of the sales methodologies and sales leadership methodologies, probably from the early uh, 2000s, late 90s, uh, is still prevalent today and was still prevalent in this particular organization to the point where Every conversation was about the number, every meeting was about the number, every feedback session was about the number, and it was not about creating an empowering environment or an accountable environment. And when I asked the question around trust, was this particular person trusted and did they create a trustworthy environment? The answer was categorically no. Effectively, the sales team were walking around on eggshells being conscious of what to say, what not to say for fear of retribution, for fear of criticism, and for fear of being chastised and maybe pigeonholed, uh, which doesn't create a high-performing environment. And and the funny thing about this, this particular sales director believed in their very being that they had created a high-performing environment. So it's a, a bit of delusion, a bit of dysfunction. Now, it's a question that I often ask a lot of sales leaders, and, I, and I've been a sales leader for many years, and since 2015, been running... Uh, sales, I guess, coaching, facilitation, working with sales leaders, working with teams and helping teams extract their maximum potential. So uh, environment is very, very important and very, very front of mind in terms of the work that I do, whether it be one-on-one or with groups. And as a sales leader in particular, and it's one of the things that I learned very early on the piece when I became a sales leader is how important it is to create 
an empowering environment and an environment where you could have the conversations that you needed to have. And sometimes those conversations were not necessarily pleasant, but because you'd created an environment of trust, those conversations were a little bit easier to have. So in today's episode, I just want to talk to you about the importance of environment. And as a sales leader, because we're in the in the early throngs, if you like, of 2023, uh, it's a great opportunity to sit back and start thinking about and contemplating, okay, what is the environment that I've created as a sales leader? And if it's not the environment that you think is going to lead to high performance and sustainable high performance, start thinking about and start being a little bit more intentional about what is the environment that you do want to create. Now, what I will say here is, and I'll put the numbers to the side for a second, because a lot of the times I ask sales leaders about the environment, they'll talk about high-performing environments, and it's all linked to the numbers. And often they'll think, well, if we're going to be a high-performing team, uh, it means that we need to overachieve our targets. And yes, on on some level, that that is correct. But from an environmental point of view, I want you to think about long-term. I want you to think about playing what we call the infinite game or the long-term game and not get fixated with the short-term play. Now, there may be people in your organization that you're working with right now who are brainwashing, and I say that very respectfully, or conditioning people to think in the the short-term. That is month-to-month, quarter-to-quarter, week-to-week, and sometimes day-to-day, and having the entire focus on the number. We've got to hit this target because the target equals success. Now, if we're playing a longer-term game, we've got to start creating an environment where we've got some sustainability, or at least the opportunity of sustainability, which means we get to get really, really fixated on what are the core habits we need to develop? What are the plans that we need to put in place? What are the core behaviors we need to put in place on a daily basis, a weekly basis? What are the standards of excellence we need to instill so that we can drive some consistency around these behaviors? Because here's the thing, and this is one thing I've known, through experience, but also working with many sales teams over the last seven or eight years, is if we can put in place the habits and develop the habits and put in place the frameworks and the standards of excellence and do those repeatedly and consistently and relentlessly, then guess what? The numbers will always take care of themselves. And another interesting conversation I've just come off having this morning is uh, the relentless focus on the numbers and particularly when the numbers are not necessarily going in the direction that the organization is wanting and the pressure starts to come down on the sales leaders and the sales teams. And if we're thinking about, well, we've got a target and we're already $20,000 behind the target for the month uh, and we're going to have another conversation in a week's time and if we happen to be $40,000 behind the target, what is the mentality that starts to get developed within the team? All of a sudden, we're starting to think about what well, we're so far behind, and it doesn't necessarily create an environment of creativity, and it certainly doesn't create an environment of innovation. So yes, let's as we talked about yesterday in the planning for 2023 and making 2023 the most exceptional year, we've got to set big, hairy, audacious goals. But then we need to have the capacity and the courage to remove ourselves from the pressure of having to achieve the outcome and instead focus on what are the things we need to put in place so that we can give ourselves the opportunity of hitting that number but do not put all the pressure on having to achieve the number because it's progress rather than perfection that is the most important key. And particularly when you're talking about environments, and this is the key point of today's message, when we're talking about environments, we want to put environments in place and establish environments that have sustainability so that we're not just preparing for the here and now, we're preparing for a team that is five years, 10 years, 15 years down the track. And as a sales leader, this will mean that we often have to start thinking differently. We have to expand our horizons, start really contemplating what's important to us. So if you're thinking about right now, and if you look at your own team and the environment you've created, 
or the environment you're wanting to create? What are some things you need to put in place in the environment? What are some things you want to see? What are some of the behaviors you want to see demonstrated? It And the big thing is it starts with us. It starts with us as the sales leader. And this is why reflection and planning and being intentional is so critical because we are and always will be a reflection of our team and our team will be a reflection of us. So it stands to reason that if we're going to create a high-performing, high a uh, high credible environment filled with empowerment and authenticity and credibility and all those sort of things we thought of sometimes throw out as buzzwords. We have to start thinking about and really putting down on paper what are the things that are going to make this environment really, really hum. So as a leader, what do we stand for? What's important to us as a leader? How do we want our team to look? How do we want our team to be perceived? What sort of the impression is that we want to create within the organization, but also when we're out in the marketplace, what is the impression that we want to create for our team and what is the impression we want to create for the organization. So when people think about us and when people talk about us, are they talking about specific things that we've put in place because we're intentional? This takes planning and this takes work. And it's not about, just again, it is not about just a number. Because here's the thing, exceptional sales leaders are intentional about the environments they create and they make it their business to think about the daily habits, the daily activities, the daily priorities that will enable them to create and then maintain that environment. And it's the environment of trust. It's the environment of empowerment. It's the environment of accountability. It's the environment where people feel confident to be able to provide feedback and they're also seeking feedback. It's it's the environment where people feel really authentic and comfortable without being able to be themselves and not having to pretend to be somebody who they're not. They're not having to put on a mask or not having to put on an archetype or play an archetype just to fit into the environment. And it comes down to the functionality of a team. So as a sales leader, this is the best time of the year to really think about as you're planning for the 2023 year. What is the environment that I've got right now? Is that environment uh, helping? Is that environment hindering? Is that environment functional or is that environment dysfunctional? And if there is some dysfunction there, we need to think about, okay, what changes do we need to put in place so that we can start to build a functional environment and an environment that will be sustainable over a long time? period of time. Now, I recorded a number of podcasts in 2022 where I referenced the five dysfunctions of a team that comes from Patrick Lencioni, and it's worth bearing in mind again as we launch into this particular year and thinking about environments because uh, to, to understand the five dysfunctions of a team, and sometimes we'll see this in our own team, if we're open to it, it can give us some great information in terms of how to make some changes so we can turn dysfunction into function. So uh, the five dysfunctions of a team, it starts with an absence of trust. And when you've got an absence of trust, you've got people walking around on eggshells and either the individuals are not trusted, but as we know, it starts with the trust of the leader. So if we have an absence of trust on us as a sales leader, then I can say hand on heart, the results will be poor and the results will be very, very inconsistent. And when there's an absence of trust, you have people within the team who are fearing having conversations or not willing to do the things they know they need to do in order to get the results. So they are literally looking at self-preservation rather than looking for the contribution that they can make to the team and therefore contribution they can make to the environment. So if we have an absence of trust, that leads through to, at the end of the day, and inattention to results. But first and foremost, level number one, absence of trust, leads to level number two, which is a fear of conflict. And when there's a fear of conflict, uh, you've got people who are not willing to have the conversations that they know they need to have. They're no longer participating and having the conversations and giving the feedback they know they need to need to give in order to move the team forward because they're going to be more concerned about 
oh, what's the ramifications? What's the retribution? What's the criticism that's going to come my way? So I'd rather hold my tongue than say anything because I'm not going to be in a in a position where I'm going to be chastised. So you end up creating an environment which in some cases has artificial harmony. You're going to have people saying things and saying agreeing to things and saying, yeah, so as a sales leader, we can often think that the environment's great because people are agreeing and people are on the same page and people are saying yes and doing all these things. But at the end of the day, they're in self-preservation mode because they're afraid of saying what they really need to say. So there's no no debate that's in place. Uh, there's a lot of yes mentality happening. Now, when there's that, when there's a level of conflict that people are fearful of, it also transcends into level number three, which is a lack of commitment. So people are no not no longer increasing a level of discretionary effort. They're 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 sometimes doing things half baked, going through the motions or doing the minimum amount of work, knowing that if they just do enough, they might uh, escape being under the scrutiny of others. So there's not this there's not this level of commitment there that you think you know what this is. If everybody puts their hands to the pump, we're going to really make a difference here. It, it is not that at all. It is the complete opposite, which means you'll start to see things like deadlines being missed and people making excuses as to why they can't do certain things. So there'll be a definite lack of commitment, which leads to level number four, which is an avoidance of accountability and the fourth dysfunction. And when teams don't commit, we don't have accountability. Now it's one thing for the sales leader to drive accountability for the team. It's another thing entirely for the team members to drive accountability to each other. And when there's dysfunction, when the environment is not great, you're going to have an avoidance of accountability because people are avoiding to have the conversation that they know they need to have because they're more interested in themselves and they'll be doing things for self-interest, which at the end of the day leads to the fifth dysfunction, which is an inattention to results. So at the end of the day, uh, we do not get the results that we should be getting but we end up getting results that we deserve to get because of the dysfunction that we put in place in the environment. Now, how do we turn this around? If you're a sales leader thinking right now and sitting there and thinking, well, I've, I don't have the environment in, in the position that I want it to be. I, I need to, there's some things I need to develop. There's some things I need to put in place. I want a better environment. I want a high performing environment, but I want an empowering environment. Then let's start thinking about getting more intentional about how we first and foremost build trust within the team. So if you can build a bedrock of trust, it means you're going to have people who are more open to have the conversations, more open to put the discretionary effort in place, more open to take the actions they need to take in order to move the dial forward. So if you can build a bedrock of trust, which means you've got to establish your credibility, you've got to build great relationships, and you've got to make people feel as if they are valued, but genuinely valued. When you've got that in place, you've got a, a, a trust-based relationship because leadership is based on trust then guess what? You're going to have a healthy environment where there's no longer going to be a fear of conflict. In fact, you're going to have people who are more than willing to have conversations, to challenge the status quo, to bring innovation to the table. There's no longer a fear of conflict. There is now great debate. Now, if we can have a debate because people come from different perspectives, they'll have different ideas, then guess what? You put that into the melting pot and it might be that they can actually enhance the environment because there'll be some things that are put on the table that you've never even contemplated before. Now, as a sales leader, if you can help facilitate that, all of a sudden it then transcends into an increase in a level of commitment. Now people are committed to a common cause. And when that happens, guess what? The level of accountability goes through the roof. And it's no longer the sales leader creating that accountability. It is the sales team driving peer accountability. And when that happens, guess what? The results take care of themselves. And in most cases, those results will be a lot better 
than you probably ever imagined. So as we wrap up this particular episode, I want you to start thinking about the environment you've created right now. As a sales leader, can you put your finger on the environment? Can you identify areas of the environment that are working, but also identify some areas of the environment that are not working where you need to put some intentional focus on? And if you can do that and start thinking about how do I build trust? How do I create an environment where people feel comfortable being themselves, being vulnerable to share some stuff that perhaps they haven't been able to share in the past, but they know they're not going to be criticized, they're going to be encouraged. How can you build that environment where people feel more comfortable and they want to be part of something special? If you can do that, where people are now taking the initiative, they're being more proactive, there's a high, high probability that you're starting to create an environment which will lead to exceptional results. And that is the name of the game. So environment, I don't want to emphasize this too lightly, environment is everything. As the sales leader, we are the catalyst for those environments. And so if you've got a great environment now, hey, kudos to you, double thumbs up, keep doing it. But my challenge to you is how can you improve it even further? If you don't have a great environment right now, it's time to take, take stock, time to think about what you can do and how you can change yourself and how you can put in some things in place to change that environment to make it more empowering more encouraging and maybe even more collaborative because if you can do that, you'll start to see the trickle effect. The results will start to come forth. So I trust that message helps. I trust that message resonates and I trust that message finds you at the right time in your journey and your quest to become an exceptional sales leader because the environment is everything. So once again, thank you so much for plugging into the podcast. Greatly appreciate it. And I look forward to, as always, sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.